Welcome to Unfiltered with Ellie and Tamsin. I'm Ellie Zano. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach and a Reiki energy healer. It is my soul's purpose to educate, empower and inspire you to reclaim your power, to stand in your truth and to embrace your freedom. Hi, my name is Tamsin Young. I'm a collective consciousness coach and I specialize in mind, body and soul realignment. I have access to the Akashic Records and it is within my soul's contract to help you live a more purposeful life. Join us as we share our personal journeys and share with you the tools to how we reclaimed our power and now live our life on our terms. Now sit back, relax and open your mind to bring clarity, difference of perspective and to release your true power within. Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered with Ellie and Tamsin. How are you, everybody? We hope you're having an amazing week. We are in April of 2022, and today's episode is called New World Or with a question mark at the end. Hey, Tamsin, you're here too. Tell us a little bit more about this heading. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is going to be a very, very amazing episode, potentially confronting, but we just really felt it was important to put this out there and get you guys questioning things and feeling open to the new world or or what and so this episode is just going to be about asking ourselves questions yeah absolutely yeah and and I invite all of our listeners um to to question what is this new world um (laughs) new world within yourself new world outside of yourself new world happening (laughs) new world order um you know what is what is it that you are seeking or looking forward to um I feel Tamsin like we've had this conversation around questioning you know what is happening and I I think we've you know spoken about this a few times in a few of our episodes too that how important it is to question it's important to question ourselves it's important to question um you know rules regulations um the way of the world or the way that somebody's presenting um information and we have to really question whether that information is correct or right for ourselves and if it's not where do you go from there and what do you do with it and I really feel like this time in our lives, a lot of people are questioning, you know, they're questioning the world around us and the questioning the world within us. I know I've been doing a lot of that, especially over the last few years. And, you know, being able to really ask yourself, are you happy with the world and how it's going? Are you happy with what's happening around you? Are you happening? Are you are you happy with what's going on within you? Um, and if you are happy, then you know what do you want um, to to be? You know, in in the world, if you're happy with how things are. If you're unhappy, 
where would you like to go? And, you know, would you like to create something new? And if you would like to create something new, what would you be happy uh, or able to accept of letting go of to become something in that process? Are you looking to become something new and renewed? Um, There's a lot of questions around this and there's a lot of questions around, you know, a new world. I mean, there is a new earth you know, that people talk about it and some people may or may not have heard that term um, and maybe you could kind of explain a little bit more about your perception on that um, later, Tamsin. But, um, you know, there's a lot of titles, a lot of names I feel that are getting thrown around and not everybody understands them. But I feel like it's really important to question, where are we at? What, what are we doing? And where is this world at the moment, where is it going? Um, you know, I feel like, you know, we've again, we've spoken about the old systems, Tamsin, in our previous episode. Um, I think you mentioned about holding on to the old systems and why. Why are we holding on to the old systems? Um, they are literally crumbling right in front of us at the moment, but we haven't um, maybe accepted or acknowledged that they haven't been working for a long time. And, I feel like just, you know, Centrelink and child protection agencies and um, NDIS and, you know, all of these awesome schemes and and, and ways that are supposed to be helping and supporting the community, in some ways they work, but in some ways they are really, I feel like they're really designed to fail. Um, But I guess it's been the normal for so long and so many feel helpless to make the change because, my perception on that, I feel like a lot of people perhaps haven't been educated or given the resources to know how to make changes. You know, have have people been given the resources of understanding their constitution or their human rights, um, understanding that when things need to change, you know, how is it that we go about that? But not going too far down that rabbit hole, um, I guess, yeah, change change can be scary for some and some for some it can be so freeing so when you think of how you know or when change is necessary you know do you think of the way that change could cause you pain or heartache um or do you think about how change will improve your life and i think that's a really powerful question to ask yourself because in this day and age where change is so, it's inevitable, but, you know, doing the work, the change consciously is, you know, usually within your control to some degree um, and it's a choice. So what I think holds people back from that change is, you know, maybe the, the, the negativity um, or the the fear around that change and what it looks like and and maybe not enough people are exploring the possibilities of how it could free them or how it could um, benefit their life. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, what, what are your thoughts on, on this whole concept um, of change? And, and what's your, yeah, what's your thoughts? It is so, so freeing to have conversations about 
how we as individuals can create our own change. And, you know, I find a lot of the time we are having conversations about how we can take our independence back and how we can create the change for ourselves. But I'm also very aware that that's not the reality for everybody. Uh, there are there are different sides of how we as individuals can and are living at the moment. We're having a new way of being. There's 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 a lot of the old going, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but creating a new world can feel scary and there's a lot of anxiety around it, especially when it comes down to feeling as though the responsibility is ours as individuals and taking that independence back for Mm. ourselves. You know, I heard this... um, quote many months ago that said human race is designed to be controlled we as a species thrive from being told what to do it's 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 a place where we feel safe and you know sometimes people thrive in an environment where the person before them does something so then we know that that's possible or we know that it's okay. And then I think we're living in a new world of being where we feel like, wait a minute, maybe we could be the first ones to do something. And it's scary to feel like we could fail or it's scary to feel like maybe it won't work. But taking that risk, except the way that we're living right now and the way that our world is going, would we like to follow suit? And is that riskier than taking the first step? That, that for me, was my greater question to make decisions within my life that I wanted to be the one that took the first step because the risk of following suit was a lot greater than taking my own journey journey within my life and I'm seeing a lot more people do that and taking their first step like newborn babies you know new children that are like have no fear (laughs) except they're like you know I'm just going to get up I'm going to walk and I'm going to just go because they just know that that's what is the next step for them and trusting yeah trusting that them getting up and potentially taking that first step and second step and then falling and then getting back up again because they know that walking their body is telling them to do that mm. and it's a greater risk not to get up isn't that amazing um you know as a child definitely like you know when you can think back 
to you know watching our own children trying to walk and I know my kids were just particularly very persistent <laughs> and I, I sit there sometimes and I still watch them try and are determined to do those things and whilst they might may not like change um, when it happens but they almost create their own change as well through their own curiosity and their own mindsets that are so innocent and pure around the thought process, you know, like we don't um, start to understand, you know, those fears or um, the idea of change, I guess, until we get a little bit older and we realise that there's a lot of consequences that could come from that or, you know, when you understand that failing, you know, does hurt. However, you know, we've spoken about failing too and failing is actually the best thing to do because that is how you learn. That is where you learn your mistakes. That is where you learn, um, you know, your pain and learn how to push through that pain. And it's there for us. It's not actually making mistakes and failing is not actually there to hinder us. It's actually there to help us grow and learn. And I feel like, yeah, being able to watch our kids and, and see that they can make so many mistakes but they learned from it um, can be a real motivator for us as well to kind of look at life, you know, as if we were still kids. You know, I mean, what, what could we achieve if we didn't fear the change and what could come from improving our lives in that way or taking those first steps? And, yeah, I feel like it's, um, you know, I, I think you kind of touched on this a little bit before, but, like, holding on to what is, you know, could that be more damaging and more of a risk to changing the ways, um, our perceptions, our ways of doing things and moving forwards into something that could be so much more beautiful? You know, and, and would we regret not, you know, looking forward or into something new um, and staying stuck, you know, with with what we've only know and what we've only got in front of us? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's definitely a time, a challenging time for us to be making decisions, except yeah. it's necessary. And I like what you said before is, you know, imagine taking our first steps and not worrying about the fear of what could happen. And, you know, babies, when they're learning to walk, they take their first step, they fall down, they cry, they get back up and they do it again, they fall down, they cry. And we we never, I truly, truly believe it, we never fail. There is no such thing as failing, even if you don't succeed. Try again. You just simply try again. There is, it is all learnt lessons. And the only way to not fail is if you don't try. And so I hope that, I hope that that really resonates with somebody to help them make a decision to try. And if, if you are feeling deeply called to make a decision or to do something, then there is a reason for it and there is a much bigger purpose as to why you're feeling and thinking this. 
Now, the, the number one biggest thing that we need to be doing to help us make decisions is what is it that we truly desire for ourselves in our lives? Do we want to be the one that takes the first step or creates our own path or creates our new world? Or do we want to be the one that stands there and says, okay, that person before me and that person before them and that person before them did it, so I should just do that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, following the crowd, so to speak. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, like part of this, you know, this episode today is is um, kind of coming from a different perspective and, and wanting to really help people understand that it may not be easy to create, you know, a new way, a new world, so to speak, but it is most definitely and you're going to share with us your story and the and, and perhaps some solutions around um you know how this is in motion for you and where you've come from in the past and you know being able to um just yeah give some of our listeners an idea of how possible this really is would you like to share with us your amazing story and where you're at? I mean, how much time do we have? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've got time for you always. <laughs> I will try to keep it very short, but yes, I do have a very um, significant journey as of late. Um, the last six months, seven months have been very life-changing for me and my family. But, I mean, we could just touch on the last three years have been significant enough for me to make these dramatic changes within my life and my family's life. Um, I, I see things from a very different perspective. I have, like I've mentioned, I have access to the Akashic Records and I have psychic abilities. I do and live a lot of my life based on my intuition, my spirit guides. And um, I saw a lot of what is going on in the world many, 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 many years ago. And I have for my whole life seen what is happening right now. I just didn't know it was going to happen right now. I wasn't given the dates. I was just given the images and visions and predictions. And so when it started, when, when, when everything in the world started to play out in front of my eyes and I started to tell people about it, it became a lot, <laughs> so much realer than I could ever have imagined because prior I was like, you know, what is it just dreams? Did I see it on a movie? Like where did these visions come from? And so when it actually started happening in real life, I just, I knew that I needed to do something in order to create my own reality and, um, create my own world and so uh, we could say about a year ago I started tossing up the idea of moving 
back to my partner's hometown and going out bush and creating an off-grid lifestyle that we felt like we were meant to live except that wasn't easy so we started our journey in New South Wales we lived there for my partner and I lived there for about five years um with his who you know about four about a year into us living there we invited his best friend to live with us over there and we helped him you know build another new life for himself um we ended up having a couple of kids and you know we had the very mainstream traditional type of lifestyle my partner worked I was a stay-at-home mom um you know we did the whole nine to five way of doing things we followed suit and um you know once this whole pandemic started it seemed I like I said I started seeing things play out and it seemed very un unreal I couldn't believe that this was happening and so we started making some plans about going back to WA and living off grid and actually pursuing that dream that we had um, and felt that that was our, this was our time. Now, seven months, about seven months ago, um, we, WA had hard locked their borders to New South Wales as New South Wales was a high risk state. Now they weren't, WA wasn't allowing anyone regardless of your status <laughs> your there was nothing there was literally nothing uh to get approval to get into WA wow. so we were just sitting in limbo just waiting like what do we do how do we do it do we just keep working do we just keep going the way that we're going and wait and we kept waiting and kept waiting and kept waiting and we didn't know we were kind of just waiting you know, we didn't know when we could do something. So we felt very out of loss and out of touch with creating our own reality, which is what we felt like we had control over. Mm. And we lost that. Um, about seven months ago, our best friend, who was my partner's best friend since I was born, they grew up together, he lived with us and went for a motorbike ride. At 7 o'clock in the morning, which, you know, wasn't out of the ordinary. He used to go for motorbike rides and all the time and just, you know, be free on the highway. And, you know, it wasn't out of the ordinary that he would be gone all day. He would just do his own thing and come home and, you know. And 3 o'clock that afternoon we got a phone call saying that he had been found on the side of the road, deceased, in a single vehicle motorbike accident. And that sh rocked our world, absolutely rocked it. Now, we then had to call his family in Western Australia and tell them what had happened. He was then transferred via ambulance to the closest hospital, which was in Queensland. 
we were unable to go and see him because of the border closures. Yeah. He apparently <laughs> um, only had his wallet and his phone on him and they needed to get a – he needed to be ID'd. Mm. But we weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to cross the border. They then had to transfer him to a morgue in uh, New South Wales. Mm. And so he he was gone. That was it. He, we had nothing except a whole room of his belongings. Mm. His family then – requested his body to be transferred back onto country because he was a traditional cultured Indigenous man and that was just the way and placement that they wanted him buried. So we were were requested on cultural grounds to, for sorry business, to escort his body back and his belongings back. Now, WA hardlocked their border, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. We were not approved for access into WA. So it took a lot of phone calls. It took a lot of conversations. We got traditional owners. We got... Um, letters from government officials. We went through the ringer of loopholes. Um, we got mayor to mayor state conversations. We contacted the head commissioner of Western Australia. We applied for G2Gs. We did everything we possibly could. And there, we had a conversation with the general WA State Commissioner and said to him, my partner got on the phone and said that, you know, I'm a traditional owner of this land and I'm being asked on traditional ownership to escort a, another Indigenous man's body back. This needs to happen. Like there's nothing that the L-A-W can do and we got approved. We got approved but I said to my partner, if we're going to WA, this is our chance, this is our opportunity. We have been planning and dreaming for us to get to WA, to start our off-grid living, to start taking life and this new world into our hands. And I said, if we go there, we're not coming back. We're not coming back. We're leaving it behind. We're leaving everything behind. My partner had a very, very, very safe and secure full-time employment. And we left it. (laughs) Sorry, I was just going to say, like, this story is amazing and it's, I can already see the challenges, you know, that you've faced and that you're about to face. Um, 
it's heavy, but like again, it's it's so powerful to see. Like I know I know where you are now and in your story, but like I can't wait for you to tell the rest of your story. But I just thought I just wanted to commend you guys on how much you've been through just to get to this point. You know, this is just what you told the listeners um, about, you know, the passing of your friend and how devastating that was. However, it also opened up a pathway for you to to get to the next step it wasn't easy so I had to have a conversation with him (laughs) I then had to have a conversation with our best friend who passed who had just passed to help make the decision of was that the right decision to leave everything behind in New South Wales And I didn't want to have a conversation with him because all I was feeling was angry and frustrated and going through the grief of his passing that I felt like I couldn't even get an answer because I just wanted to bring him back. And I did. I knew that I needed to have that conversation in order to make the decision because that was just where we were at at that point after we had finally got approved (laughs) and he he told he told me that you know it was meant to happen this is this is this is the next stage for us to move to western australia and so it was a matter of nine days that we made the decision to go to us getting on the airplane and flying out It was a matter of nine days that we packed our whole house up. We told the real estate. (laughs) We let go of three cars and we only got one transported. Mm. We said goodbye to our friends and family. My partner quit his job. We took our daughter out of school. We organised from removalists. We we had to go and get everything in order. There was so much order. Nine days. That's huge. Nine days. Yeah. Nine days. Yeah. We then mm-hmm. booked our flights. We told the family of our friend that we had booked our flights because they were waiting for his funeral and waiting to get his body transferred for us to make the decision and then to put everything else into order. But there were conditions made by the officials we needed to go into quarantine at the Perth facility for 14 days. Now, I tried my bloody hardest. I tried my hardest to ask them where we were staying. Mm. And all they said was, we can't tell you. 
We can't tell you where you're staying in quarantine for 14 days because the decision won't be made until you get off the aeroplane and escorted. What? (laughs) I don't know if that's another conversation for another time, but I'm really intrigued by that. That's, it's very, yeah, that's very weird. Yeah. So then we, I continued to have conversations with my mate who had passed, so was in the spirit realm, and I was just shocked. I was so scared. I didn't know what. I have two kids at that point. I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and I was like, no, I'm not going into hotel quarantine for 14 days with absolutely no freaking idea where we're going. That's a Mm. death trap. I was literally like what so I had to let go I had to let go and I told him I asked him like why and how and no and he said to me you have to do this you just have to do this this is exactly what's meant to happen you've got to go with it just go and I was like I just don't know I don't know but okay and I trusted now we flew out we left about 90% of our stuff behind we, I organised for removalists to come after we had depart, left left the state. I organised for cleaners to clean the house and so, so much to happen out of our control. We had left and we flew to Perth. We got out of the aeroplane we had to do screening tests all the stuff involved which is not uh i uh, ideal it's um not something that i would voluntarily do but i knew that the bigger purpose was there and we got escorted in a taxi with police officers behind us to a hotel where we then got left in a room with one bed, four of us, 14 days. Well, with a phone. There was a phone. The TV. <laughs> there was the TV. Mm. On the TV, it decided to change channels and show us news clips and update statuses without us touching the screen. There there was a security guard sitting at our front door 24-7. You weren't allowed to open the door unless you had a mask on and you had a phone call prior to let you know that there was food at the door. Well, You were allowed to order Uber Eats or Woolworths delivery, but we only had a fridge tinier than a bar fridge and no microwave. We had one kettle, no toaster. There was literally bare ass minimum in the hotel. No air ventilation. We did have a window, but there was no air ventilation. And a bathroom. Four of us, one bed, no air ventilation, and I had to request a microwave to heat up my baby's bottle. Wow. 14 days. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and what, one bedroom, one bathroom, no other area for your children to run around? No, zero. 
and all in one bed, by the way. And this is all in the name of fucking health, right? Yep. This was for our health. Now, mm. <laughs> we did it. We got through it. We, we, we kept our head high. We knew and focused on the bigger purpose, the bigger purpose, the bigger purpose. And I kept telling my partner and I kept saying to my kids, one day we will tell this story and it will come from a place of knowing that we had to go through this because we needed to share our experiences to help other people. And that's what I'm doing today and that's what I will continue to do is share with other people that I had to make decisions so hard that led us here now. So once we got out of Perth quarantine, we then flew again all the way up to Broome and then we drove another two and a half hours north (laughs) to the Kimberley. My My partner has not had to go back to traditional work and he doesn't necessarily work. He does what he needs to do to stay home with our children and take our daughter to school. We have our daughter going to school four days a week at the moment. I work except it's not traditional, it's not mainstream. I work on a level of consciousness of knowing that everything will happen in the right time. I use my love and gratitude and kindness and everything comes back around. We are now planning and finally going to live our dream off-grid life. And we have a place... And we are going to be creating our new world because that's our choice. That's our decision. And we know that the spirit world doesn't live differently. It lives within us. It's just our choice whether or not we want to allow that and be aware of that. And everything happens for a reason, whether we like it or not. And I say that with full, full respect and love because so much has happened in our life, my life, that I didn't want to happen. I wish I could go back and stop it from happening or I wish I could have not had it happen. But everything's a lesson and we need to view things for as though they happen for a reason. It's that idea of... um you know my life is happening for me not to me and the quicker I trust in the process everything will actually happen the way it's meant to happen yeah yeah absolutely and it's not easy I tell you it's not (laughs) it is not easy but when you really really just let go of expecting things to be easy it will be less challenging to make decisions for yourself and I knew even though there was a lot of other people that uh, doubted the decisions that my partner and I made best for ourselves and our children we knew that it was the right one for us and sometimes that's all we you need to do. That's sometimes all we need to do is make decisions that are best for us and not best for other people. 
because ultimately we're the ones at nighttime having to fall asleep with our own thoughts. And if we can't turn our own thoughts around and create happy thoughts, content thoughts, then that's when you allow negativity to come in and feel like you don't have any control over your life. Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's, It's our new world. And I know that everybody has the potential to create that. It's just whether or not you're ready to make those choices. And and that brings me to ask, Tamsin, did you feel, looking back, you know, maybe three years ago, you know, did you, was there ever a time in your life that you thought, oh, shit, like there's no way that I could ever do that, you know, um, I guess that's, you know, sometimes people feel like they could never do something mm-hmm. until all of a sudden, like, you know, in your situation, you you wanted to live that life but you weren't sure how to do it. But then your your mate got, you know, passed away and it's almost like it, you're kind of forced. You know, the universe kind of said, well, you know, you don't have a choice now. <laughs> but, like, this is where I'm pushing you. To make it happen, you know, was there ever a time in your life where you felt as though that you wouldn't ever be able to live this way, living off grid, doing it the way that you're doing it now? You know, I'll be honest with you. The thing here is when I look back as to why we made this decision now, it's mm. because it's what we've always dreamt of doing. Yeah. I didn't know how we were going to do it. I don't know when we were going to do it, but it was a fantasy of mine. It was like a dream of mine and my partners is to go and live off the land, live in nature and live off grid and grow plantations and, you know, be one with earth without sounding too cuckoo. (laughs) No, but like living a life of freedom. Yeah, I I think that's so important though that, to kind of mention that, you know, there's no woo-woo or cuckoo or anything about what you just mentioned. I think people have honestly lost that connection to the earth and this is why we are so disconnected from, oh, my God, I can hear my kids. (laughs) Sorry, just completely got distracted then. Um, Yeah, like connection from the world. that is around us, the the things that keep us grounded, which is being connected to our land. It is being connected to the trees and the flowers and I'm not afraid to say that. Um, It's not cuckoo at all, babe, at all. It's not cuckoo. And it is. It's funny, isn't it, because it's not cuckoo. But it definitely is the way that I am finding a lot more people open to and being drawn to and feeling back back to basics, back to that connection, back to our birthright. And when when you ask, is, is that something that I would have perceived three years ago of feeling possible? Yes. But, but I would not have known exactly how I would have achieved that except the reason we are living the life that we're living right now is because it has and once was 
been a dream of ours. So in order to achieve your dreams, you need to let go of control and order. In order to achieve your dreams, you need to let go of the how. You need to trust the process. You need to trust everything happens for a reason. And you need to trust that everything is a lesson and not a failure. Mm. And that it's possible. And that it's possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that. And, it, it, you know, it's you mentioned before um, that it's about taking, you know, taking your power back, taking that independence back so that you can make the change that you want. And it, it's it's beautiful. And thank you so much for sharing your story because there is so much power in that. And for, for, I've heard that story so many times, but I still get goosebumps and I still um, get emotionally, you know, um, affected by how that has happened, um, how that process has been for you guys and to think you know it almost changed your lives just overnight and then you had nine days to prepare everything to to talk to people interstate um to get the authorities and like you said the law wasn't allowing you to do what was meant to happen for you guys and you went through all of that you sold all your belongings you packed everything up that you could take with you you had to let go of so much in order to have the life that you're now so excited to be um, creating. And the beauty of it is that, you know, like you said, the how is not your responsibility, but you have just put one foot in front of the other and trusted that this is your dream. So therefore you're going to, you're going to have it happen. And I love these stories. It gives so much, um, the word so much inspiration I guess to to other people and even for me I mean your story alone just gives me so much hope for what is possible for the future and uh, you know I I've got so many dreams for myself of being able to live off the land and and have you know a community and like-minded people around me creating um, you know, different income streams with different ways um, that we've, you know, lost touch with from the past necessarily. It doesn't have to be new ways necessarily, but it could be something that we've just not connected to. And I just love that we have the opportunity in our world now to create these new realities, to create something new, to create new ways, to create a new world that exists within us as well as outside of us. And it is, it's got to start within first before we can create it outside of, um, you know, the physical, into, into the physical is what I should say. It's got to happen spiritually and emotionally um, and mentally so that you can manifest it into the world around us um, and create with other people too um, because that's that's your reality too. You, you're having to create this world with your partner and, and um, other people that, you know, are going to be residing on the land too. I just think it's so powerful, Tamsin. Um, and thank you for sharing that because you've just given other people the understanding that, it is, like you said, it's not easy, but it is so possible. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. And I share, I share from a perspective of knowing that I, 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 I know that it's not easy. 
And I know that there are things in our life that make us feel like we can't do, we can't, that hold us back. But I share my story from a place of knowing and a place of being where a lot of people may be is shied away from their independent choices. You know, I was faced with a lot of challenges and I still am, but That's I really revolve my, my choices around my intuition and what makes me feel good and what lights me up and what is actually truly deeply beneficial for my family and knowing that sometimes the hardest choices are the best ones you just have to trust them yeah absolutely absolutely and I would really again love to invite our listeners to take all that Tamsin said today and and really think about what it is that you want in your life moving forward whether you want to stay where things are now and well, yeah, stay where you are or whether you can think outside of the box and, and think and create and, and if you want something bigger and better, you can create that. It's, it's so good to question and I think it's so important to really question our values and our belief systems and to acknowledge what is really going on around us and how this world is being created towards or what your world is being created towards. So there's a lot of questions here that need to be considered, I think, and figuring out whether it's going to be a new world or what comes after that for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love it. Just helping our listeners think. Yeah, think outside. Maybe the the little box that we've all been put into. (laughs) Um, Or or maybe not. Maybe we've got listeners too that are already living outside of this, this box of the world that we've been conditioned to only think in. And I know there are so many people out there um, and so many people who are being drawn naturally um through listening to their own their own heart and their own soul towards something better and something different um and I think that's powerful in itself too so yeah I I think that concludes our um our episode for today and again Tamsin I can't thank you enough I just like I said I just love listening to your story and the inspiration and the motivation and the empowerment that comes from that so yeah thanks for sharing again and um yeah until next week I think these episodes are just going to keep getting better and better (laughs) and better (laughs) (laughs) yeah well we've got another juicy episode coming up for next week so um until then thanks again for joining us and we'll see you all again on the next episode 
Amazing. Thank you. Thanks, babe. We'll speak soon. Bye. Bye.